Welcome back to the Frills Daily Show. I'm your host, Frills Daily, and we have co-host Sean F. Smith. And today we are talking about nothing but the players. This week has been crazy with the, the trades and the players that have been released and the free agency signings and, and still a lot of questions going around the league and, and even, you know, Colin Kaepernick possibly coming back to the NFL and it's just been a, a really crazy week. You know, I, I we thought last week was, was crazy with a lot going on, but you know, this week I think is, is even more in depth. I mean, there's a lot of teams going just full bore out the gate and there's some teams kind of just sitting back and, and waiting to see what they can do. It is absolutely insane. The movement is just incredible. Uh, there's teams anywhere from releasing players so they can clear cap space, making trades, trying to sign free agents, releasing guys to, you know, make room for others. Um, even the Raiders making some moves like dropping one edge rusher and, and making a trade and picking up another edge rusher in addition to another guy and just all kinds of movement. It's just nonstop. And I was even looking back this morning um, from all the way back to like the 10th until today. And it's like just been nonstop. I mean, you would, there's no possible way we could cover it all. I mean, there's been so much movement in the NFL. It's insane. Right. And it's it, so, of course, of course, we got to bring in Tom Brady right now. It, it's yeah. insane. He, he kind of let on that he was retired for a couple of months and now, and now he's back. And, and it's almost yeah. like, uh, it's kind of crazy because a lot of the coaching staff and a lot of the, the players kind of, started to go elsewhere or at least ventured to, to go elsewhere. It's still, still available, but they're, they're, they're there and he's ready to go. And he said, he's got some unfinished business to take care of. And we both know that he's got nothing left to prove. I do feel like though, he can add to his career by this season alone he will start breaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise records. So mm. yep. I think that he wants to do that. Yeah. He says unfinished business and God, I was not buying it from the media and from some of the rumors. And even you talked about it a little bit and, you know, some of it you're joking around. Some of you were serious. I was like, there's no way he's coming back. He's like, he's a guy that makes a decision and sticks with it. I was just like, I was thinking no way, but I'm sure like, you know, even Gronk, um, you know, the coach, everybody's in his ear, maybe even his wife. Maybe maybe he decided um, he didn't want to do housework and take care of the kids and have to cook and clean house right. and stuff, man. <laughs> but <And> no. <laughs> it's funny but, you, you mentioned Gronk, too. And he, he definitely was in his ear. And, and I actually saw a little clip today of Gronk just got his uh, haircut and he was joking around yeah. He was like, because he's a free agent also. And, right. and he was like, you know, maybe I, I, I'll probably mess with him a little bit. I'll probably, you know, give it one or two months, just like he did with me. And, you know, and, and then I'll come back and I'll and I'll let him know I'm coming back. Right. Exactly. So and they're good buddies. And I know he had to have been in his ear, man, we could do this. We could do this. Um, and they were close, man. I mean, they're three points away from going back to the Super Bowl and they probably would have won the Super Bowl going back. The Rams just beat him in the last seconds, 30 to 27. So but. Uh, Something to prove, no, 
um, unfinished business? Yes, because they were close. They were very close. Add a couple things here and there, a couple tweaks. If they would have burned the clock a little bit more, they would have been, we would have been talking about Tom Brady with an eighth ring and winning another Super Bowl. So, yeah, Gronk's kind of, wanting to win another one too. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of funny too. You, you talk about, I, with typical quarterbacks, you talk about, well, you know, losing their receiving core, losing their running backs, and, and they have to build and they're going to have to do this in order to, to have an opportunity to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, not with Tom Brady. I mean, it, you, put, you could put whoever's name on a jersey and, and throw him out there, and he's going to make sure that uh, he makes things happen. Exactly. And him coming back right now gives them plenty of time in the offseason, and they don't have to make other plans besides, you know, just adding to what they had because they were close. They were right there again. And, of course, the year before that, they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, you go into it, and, and speaking of that, um, throwing to receivers, you got Devontae, who mentioned this week that with the Green Bay Packers, he's not going to play under the tag. And one, um, I don't blame the guy because he deserves big money. Yeah, he's going to get big money just this year being tagged, but that doesn't secure his future, and he wants a big deal. But how are they going to do a big deal when Rodgers is signed? But on the other hand, I don't know. I don't want to say that Rodgers made him because you can give Rodgers almost any weapon just like Tom Brady, and he made Randall Cobb. And who knows, maybe he can make Alan Lazard, um, you know, one of the receivers there, or even the rookie they had last year at Alcorn State, uh, Chris Blair. I mean, maybe he'll make him some big guy because if they can get open and they can catch the ball, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is so accurate, bro. He can make someone else. So I kind of see both sides of it. Devontae. You know, I kind of, if I wasn't there, Rodgers wouldn't have had such a big year at an MVP season. We wouldn't have went 13-3. and three. You know what I'm saying? So they both need each other. They both complement each other. But I could see both sides. Um, well, I think that uh, Devontae Adams feels played. And yeah. he had mentioned in, in one of his, his interviews or, or, or posts that, you know, that uh, it, it was kind of like he was led on with, with Aaron Rodgers, like what he was going to do. And it kind of almost seems like in, in the in the grand scheme of things, Rodgers was only doing that, you know, thinking about going to another team or being traded or whatever. It was only thinking about that so he could make that big contract that he got. And, and, yep. and you know, Adams is like, you know, it's my time now. Like, I, right. I, he, he even say said, I feel played. Like, right. or, or actually, I think it was betrayed. And, right. you know, it, and, and I totally understand that and it's like yeah and i've been arguing on on a on a facebook uh group lately because they were like you know raiders are don't have a chance blah blah this and that and i've been saying they do have a chance i mean he did just buy a house in las vegas and maybe not this year because i was kind of anticipating the franchise tag right but next year because the franchise tag is just a one-year deal so so even if something doesn't happen this season to where either they lift the tag or, or they go a different direction and, 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 you know, some sort of trade or deal is made, whatever, I still see Adams going to the Raiders. He's comfortable right. with Carr. He wants to play with Carr again. He yep. just bought a house in Las Vegas. I mean, to me, that, that says something. I mean, who buys a house in Las Vegas and then goes and plays for the Saints or – the, the bucks or you know what i'm saying like yeah. it, 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 you're on the other side of the country 
So maybe he is planning for the future. I mean, Green Bay is darn cold, and you know he wants a house for you know when he's not you know in season, um, right. and somewhere to go. But you know that yeah, that does make sense for him to go play over there too. But I do agree him getting played, man, because he was outstanding this year. I mean, he could have even been up for MVP, and he had an outstanding season. And the Green Bay wouldn't have went thirteen and three without him. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, Randall Cobb was injured this year and he only had like 28 catches the whole year i think he only played in like maybe four or five games so yeah well, and, and in my opinion randall cobb's a little washed up at this point i mean he's, he's he's up there in age he's 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 done what he's gonna do in green bay and at this point i think he's just a distraction or or maybe a one or two play a game player right but with Devontae, man, I could see him sitting out, too. There's been some big-time players that sit out. And, yeah, he's going to lose a lot of money, but he's also be like, hey, pay the man. Pay me. Pay me, or I'm just going to sit. I'll take the penalties. I'll take the fines. I'll take, you know, whatever. You're either going to pay me or you're going to trade me. Because um, I, as- I, I do see his side of the story, man. Yeah, and as, absolutely. And it, as long as he's financially – smart with with everything and you know he could do the same thing essentially as beastmo did you know uh, hey i'm only here so i don't get fine kind right, of deal right. you know what i'm saying yeah. like like okay that's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna get some some pay cut i'm gonna get some some slack but at the end of the day they're gonna I, have I'm a hard time you, winning ball games without him they're gonna have a yeah. hard time winning ball games without him for sure yep yeah i straight up i'm not gonna play i'm not gonna yeah. play if this is what you want to do What's the point? Yeah, exactly. He, he'll just take a knee. And speaking of that, man, Cap is in the story again. He's back trying to get in the NFL, putting film out. He's trying out. He reached out to what you said, Pete Carroll. He tried out for Seattle, uh, Houston even. Um, he went to even the, what? The Bills. Uh, Bills um, as well. And so what's going to happen with Cap, man? What do you think? So, Seems like he's been so, trying out. Yeah, and so it's my understanding that he, he was offered a backup position with the Bills, and I, I think that he's declined it. He's he's reached out to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll mentioned, you know, does does he deserve a second chance? And he also said, I think he does. And, and when when I look at that, and I look at the moves that Seattle has been making, and you know, we talked about in our last podcast how it's a complete rebuild in Seattle anyway. If he's got confidence in Colin Kaepernick, then maybe that's the direction he goes. And maybe that's already where he's thinking. And he just has to find that that happy medium contract for him. And, and I think that that would be a perfect place for him as well, for Colin Kaepernick. You know, I, I think that he, he would – he's definitely going to be a starter. No matter where he goes, he, he clearly wants to be a starter. If, if the rumors are correct with the Bills offer, he with all the teams that need a quarterback, he knows his potential. Other teams know his potential. Other coaches knows his potential. As long as he can not, for lack of better words, bring drama to the table and just play football and just do your job, he's got a starting position somewhere. Absolutely. And I could see him. He would be a perfect fit to step into Seattle. And they were looking at him a couple of years ago, too, when he was doing the tryouts. And and I don't think Cap uh, made the best decisions in the tryouts with the NFL. They were setting it all up for him. I know it 
didn't seem like to him they were welcoming him with open arms, but all 32 teams essentially were going to be there to see him. And he ch- changed last minute and went to like a high school or a junior college or something and, and changed what the NFL wanted. But I could see him wanting his way, but I could see, man, him being a perfect fit in Seattle, taking over where Russell left off. But that's a tough, tough division. But he could still step in there, I think, if they could build around him. He can move a little more than Russell. He's taller than Russell. He's bigger. He's stronger than Russell, but he kind of plays the same way if he could keep from getting injured, which he did when he did play. Um, so I could see him playing there. But talking about Cap, I was mentioning it off air earlier, like he's better than some starters and backups in the NFL right now. At least 12, I can think of probably more. I mean, if we're talking Chase Daniels as a backup um, to Justin Herbert now, at the Chargers. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is now, well, we don't know if he's going to start for Pittsburgh, but he's there at the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridge, Bridgewater still with Denver. We don't know if he's going to be there, if he's going to get moved, because he's a free agent as well. But if you want to name some other starters, like Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson with the Jets, uh, Justin Fields, even last year with the Bears, uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants the last couple of years has just been pretty terrible. Jameis Winston off and on, plus I've always mentioned he's a 50-50 guy. He could throw 20 touchdowns, but he'll also have 20 interceptions or more. Right. Uh, we got Wentz, Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. I mean, I can keep going. That's 12 there. Right. Cap, and and, and real quick. least good or better than those guys. Right, and real quick, and we're we're, we're going to talk about that in, in a little bit. The the uh, Bridgewater, uh, but he he For has sure. signed with with Miami, and and we're gonna oh, we're gonna bring oh, okay. that back up later. Uh, but uh, with Kaepernick, yeah, hundred percent. You know, he is already familiar with that division as well, being uh, played with the Niners. So he, he's he's familiar with you know the yeah. Seahawks, the the Packers you know, et cetera, like that whole dynamic of the NFL, he is familiar with it and he, and he could do that with the right protection around him. Obviously he's going to have to have the protection on the offensive line. Um, and he definitely has the ability to do it, but again, it's, it's still for me and trying to be like as a general manager or a head coach standpoint, I still feel like it's it's kind of like one of those situations. Just don't bring the drama to the table, and you're you're fine. We can we can handle this. I mean, if 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 Beast Mode could be in Seattle and and deal with all that and and still be okay, he can do it too. I think Cap could too. I think the fans would embrace him as well. I think it would be a good PR move, not only for Seattle but for the NFL in general. And just to mention a couple other QBs with Cap, like Colt McCoy. You think about him because you're a Texas guy. Uh, yeah. He played University of Texas. Colt McCoy is actually older than Kaepernick. And, yeah, the concern might be Kaepernick's had five years off, but that means his body hasn't taken hits and he's protected. So he's obviously stayed in shape. I don't know if you watched any of the film and some of his throws. and the dude, oh, yeah. The dude's in shape. The dude has an arm. He could throw. But can he continue to develop and build and play as a, t- a good teammate? And, yeah, like you said, not bring the drama and come to play and play to win and be a, you know, a solid guy. We, that's, that's, you know, we'll have I to think see it, what I happens. think it's all, yeah, and I think it's all based on delivery. I mean, we can even talk about quarterbacks. For example, Tim Tebow, you know, it, it, it's – I think that he got pushed out of the league. I'm not saying that he's as good or better or worse than – Colin Kaepernick, but he, he did 
or uh, the way his delivery was on certain topics, because I, I could tell you that, like, for example, Derek Carr has the same belief systems right. and he's just not pushing it the same way. And he's right. going to the NFL and he's going to the Raiders and he's and he's going to the media with one thing in mind. I have a job right. to do and I'm going to do yeah. my job and I'm going to exactly. make mistakes and I'm going to have good days. I'm going to have bad days, but I'm still here to do my job. And that's what I'm going to do first. Yeah. Yeah. And it was tough to see Tebow uh, come and go into the league. And I wish he would have at least given tight end a chance. Cause he was a beast in college, man. And he was hard to tackle and he could just pound it. I mean, he could even have been a fullback or a running back even cause he was strong. He was fast. He could move. Um, but I know he was had was dead set on being a quarterback, which I understand, man. Yeah, I had a good arm. He was a good southpaw. He was a lefty. He did win when he was in the league, so I could see it. Um, it's too bad, but he's got a really good career in announcing. So uh, you know, I don't feel bad for the guy, and he's still uh, strong with his faith. And uh, he decided to trade his career with the NFL, with you know, going in the booth or whatever. And speaking of trades, man, we got a lot of trades to talk about, don't we? Wow. So Khalil Mack <laughs> over to the yep. Chargers. Originally got traded from the Raiders to the Bears. He kind of, in 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 numbers wise, his numbers kind of declined. And you could talk about a number of things when it comes to that. Uh, you know, he he was really hyped the first season with the Bears, yep. but then every season after that. So the first four years with the Raiders compared to the four years with the bears, his numbers almost were cut in half on, on every level. And it, it's, it's crazy to me because it, it's like, okay, are you not motivated because your team's not winning? Are you not motivated because you're not competing? Are you not like, and that's, that's a sad thing, but it, I mean, it's, it's a reality, not just in football, but, but in the, in the workforce, you know, you, you, you pay somebody a certain wage and that's the, the wage that you're going to get and in, in the effort of work as well. And, and it's sad to say, but I, I have started over the last couple of years to understand it just because it's like, well, if I'm not at my fullest potential or I'm not at a place where I'm going to succeed. Why am I going to give you 110%? And, and yeah, that, that, that is sad to say, but at the end of the day, it's kind of true, you know, and now he's going to go to the chargers and obviously they're contenders and it, it makes that division so much stronger. Yep. And it's almost like, He's got a, a vengeance against the Raiders for trading him to begin with for whatever reason they had when they did that. It's like now, okay, now I get to, I, I, I'm pumped again. I, I'm, I'm motivated again. I'm going to come in right. on a winning team, on a competitive team, on a team that has a, uh, the potential to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm coming after you. I get to play you two games a week, or I mean, two games during the season. Right. At that time, that's when uh, Gruden was having to make some moves, right, and decided to go on with Khalil because he was like the highest paid player on the team at that time. And that was before Carr's contract got reworked, too. And so to play, I don't want to say it, but 
It's the only one way to say that playing a losing culture with the Raiders. So, yeah, his first year with Chicago, he did come in fired up, ready to go, motivated, play hard. And so, but Chicago has kind of been in the same realm as the Raiders for a while, kind of a losing culture. They've had a solid defense, but always struggled on offense, struggled with their quarterback. What are they going to, you know, do they score enough points to win games? So it's all dependent on the defense. And so now getting a fresh start with San Diego now. And yeah, you're right. He's going to be motivated. That's what I did last week or last couple weeks. Did I yeah, say San Diego? Yeah, okay. The Chargers. Play yeah. with the Chargers. It's hard, man. Um, and so to go and play with the Chargers, he's going to be motivated again. He's going to be fired up. He's going to be, Absolutely. like you said, playing against the Raiders. He's got a new fresh start again. But he knows the offense is going to do their job. He's got a really good quarterback in there. They do have some weapons some tools. They've made some moves. And he can just go in there and, and, and do his job. And so he's going to be motivated again. And I think his numbers will come back up to where he'll get 10, 15 sacks like he was getting earlier in his career. I know it dipped a little bit. He was around eight or nine. And this even last year was six. And he's been fighting a little bit of injuries. He only played like seven games last year. So, I mean, I think it's a, it's a new, fresh start, man. And that's funny because with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper both getting traded uh, – from the Raiders, um, neither one of those deals worked out for either teams at this point. Right. 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 And so, with the, and Amari Cooper, again, yeah, like you just mentioned, you know, another another Raiders player, he got traded to the Dallas Cowboys. And like I was mentioning to you uh, earlier in the week, he, you know, it's, it's he found his hands again when he went to Dallas. And <laughs> I just coincidentally – predicted that the Raiders were going to pick him uh, and I was extremely disappointed as were the Raiders I'm sure you know especially as coaches you know because he just did not perform the way he did in college and then all of a sudden he gets traded goes to Dallas and all of a sudden he he's making plays again he, he's making these fantastic catches and you know uh, behind the back catches and, and one hand yeah. catches and, and it's like are you, yeah. are you kidding me right now like yeah. where were you when we were in Oakland like like what what were yeah. you doing yeah you know isn't and that a crazy know, yeah go ahead sorry I, I don't know if that's that's a, a the same kind of going back to the mentality thing I don't know if that was a situation because like him and and the quarterback didn't didn't you know match with each other they didn't they didn't he, he didn't like his environment he didn't like the team he didn't really want to play there i i don't know what it was uh and, and then he goes to dallas and, and all of a sudden it's kind of like that restart uh and it's still kind of crazy to me because even though he still he was like that happy medium player he's like that guy that like yeah makes plays sometimes but doesn't make plays all the time because sometimes he has his hands and sometimes he doesn't and I think that's one of the reasons why Dallas actually released him because it's like we can't really call you our number one receiver because you're more like two and a half, three. Receiver. I get that. I get that because um, he should have been a one. He was not a one. But I also get it from his standpoint. Uh, again, I go back to it with the Raiders. It's hard to play in a losing environment and a losing culture. And isn't it crazy? And what a coincidence. He and Khalil come into the league at the same time. So they play four years in the Raiders. They both get sent off. 
he goes four years with the Cowboys. Uh, at Khalil's four years with the, the Bears. Now they get both get moved. And so, yeah, he did find his hands because um, his, his first few years with the Raiders were decent. I mean, he had 1,000 and 1,100 yards, but then he did decrease to 680 and 280. But he played a lot less games and was injured. But then we went to the Cowboys. That first year was kind of slow going. Then he got back up to almost 1,200 yards again, 1,100 again. But last year was only 865. So I think they started seeing the decline or he's not really performing as a number one receiver. He's not a number one, dude. He was a number one in college. And I think the Raiders anticipated him being a number one. The Cowboys did too. But at that point, when he become a free agent or even a trade, they're going to overpay for you. And that's what the Cowboys do. That's what other teams do in free agency. And so I think Amari just got overpaid. And uh, now he's kind of going back to reality. We'll see what happens with him this year, right? Absolutely. And I, I think that he needs to get humbled. Uh, yep. he, he, and maybe that's what happens with the Browns. And, and again, another player that we're going to talk about later, with the Browns, but I, I, I do want to bring up uh, since we're on the Amari Cooper situation with sure, the Browns, sure. you know, That's it's, good. it's, you, you got Jarvis Landry and, and you had OBJ with the Browns and the, and the first year that seemed to be a solid duo. And, right. and, and it seemed uh, they were going back and forth. They were, they were making plays and, and it was a solid, solid team. And, right. you know, so he goes to the Browns now and, and maybe that's his, his, his refresh, like actual refresh. Now he can go there, but. But he's going in as the, like with the expectations of being number one, but he wasn't number one with the Raiders, but he should have been, he could have been. That's why they drafted him. And that's why the Cowboys picked him up is to be the number one. So he's going to go to another historically losing team, losing culture right. to the Browns and, and try and, to be the number one there when they don't even know really who's going to be the quarterback next year. And that's where I was going with. So <laughs> like, so you're, you're, he is going to be the number one because not only, and, and, and again, we'll talk about it later, but not only did they release one of their number one receivers, Landry, but yeah, we don't yeah. even know who the quarterback's going to be. Right. And, and, right. and essentially at the end of the day, you know, Baker Mayfield's saying, I love the environment. I, I love everything. I love the fans. I love everything that has to do with this team and, and everything that has happened. And we'll see what, what's going on. We'll see. Yeah. Kind of deal. So it's almost like he's saying goodbye without saying goodbye because he doesn't know either. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, with all that movement, it's so crazy. And the key to the receivers is going to be the quarterback, like we're saying with the Browns even. So there's another quarterback that we need to talk about, Deshaun Watson, who's been in the news because his legality stuff is kind of clearing up. He's not been charged with um, what had came up. The concern is maybe the league hasn't made a decision yet, but if his legal stuff is cleared up, maybe they're not going to suspend him. Maybe that's what the NFL is waiting for. But Deshaun Watson has been visiting teams and it kind of caught me off guard. So obviously it's going to catch, you know, quarterbacks off guard, whether it's uh, with the Browns or with the Falcons who already have starters on the table. Mm -hmm. Sean Watson's visiting Atlanta, who has Matt Ryan already as the starter. The mm -hmm. Browns already have Mayfield as the starter in 
I know he's visited what New Orleans and who else, and he's trying to. It's weird that he's like taking a tour of teams that possibly he wants to be traded to. Like the team is allowing him to do that, and then he's going to check back with them, and then Houston, and then and then go. Houston's going to trade him. Yeah, trade him to who he wants to go to. What? Right, and and then go to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Go to post like, oh, I'm I'm in shambles. Like I'm not. I'm uncertain. Because everybody, after listening to what everybody had to say and the offers that they've had to make, oh, I, I, I could be interested in multiple. Like, oh, what? What? You're not, you're not Tom Brady. You're not Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. What are you exactly. talking about, my guy? <laughs> exactly. What is he talking about? And what about his numbers? Even is he that great of a quarterback? But it, it, it bothers me. I mean, I know the Browns is another struggling uh, franchise that's had a losing culture for a long time, and they've had some very, very good defenses. At times, they've had good offenses. There's been, the, I think, two of the last three years where a lot of people are even saying, oh, the Browns are going to go to the playoffs this year. But when Mayfield came in, man, he came in as a guy. He burst into the scene confident. He was drafted into eight, 2018. Um, he busted some rookie records. He had 27 TDs for the Browns his first year. Um, it still stands as his career high, though, after four seasons there. But um, they haven't done well still, even with him at quarterback thinking that, okay, he's the guy that's going to take him to the promised land, right? He's going to take him to the playoffs. Um, but Mayfield hasn't taken the Browns. He hasn't produced a winning season or playoff berth for that matter. But 2021, you know, there was all these expectations again coming into the season. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. But they didn't well, again. So here, here's my theory behind that. And, and again, we've talked about it multiple episodes. I'm a defensive guy. Yeah. And they've had their offensive weapons, but they've never had a solid defense. So – if you can't stop the other team from scoring and you can't make plays and you can't get Baker back on the field to make the plays that he makes already with the weapons that he has, you're not going to win. You're not going to go the distance. But at the same time, I kind of put him in the Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins, uh, even Carson Wentz category, like, is he a good quarterback? Yes. Can he compete? Yes. But does he have enough to actually go the full distance regardless of what's around him? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think that he's in the same realm as a Patrick Mahomes, as a Russell Wilson, as a Aaron Rodgers, as a Tom Brady. You know, it, it, it's hard because I don't want to, I don't want to downplay the guy, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, yes, you're right. He came into a losing culture and built them up. I mean, they're, they're they've been contenders as compared to just straight up losers, wh right. which is what the past was for them for a lot of years. Um, but that's really the, 
happy meeting. I, I, I feel like he needs to go to another team to prove himself, kind of like Wentz did. But even at that point, it, it's will you do anything different? It is yet to be seen, though, because the guy's got hard. He does play hard every down. He does go out there and play. Um, he, I mean, it's hard to see. I mean, every quarterback and every player in the NFL is, is injured or playing hurt every year. But it was obvious last year that his left shoulder was in tatters the whole season, and they just wrapped it, and he just played, and he kept going out there. So you've got to commend him for the toughness to keep out going out there and playing. But, God, it does concern me when you got a Deshaun visiting the team, which potentially, if they're thinking about signing him, what does what does that do for Mayfield? And so it's concerning to me when you see him post on Twitter because everything's social media now. Right. But he 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 posts like it sounds like he's almost saying goodbye, you know. Right. Just to kind of brief it is the past four years, I've been nothing short of true life changing since I heard my name called in the draft in Cleveland. It's not a message with any hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank you, the city of Cleveland, for embracing me and my family. We mm-hmm. have made many memories here, showed growing in the process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next which is the meaning behind the silence because he's been pretty quiet on social media lately and he usually isn't because he's pretty active on there. I've had during the duration of this process, I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout the process. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't even know what's going to happen, which really sucks for a guy, you know, under contract as the quarterback for an NFL team, like what's going to happen next. And you got Deshaun. So what do you think is going to happen with Deshaun? Where's he going to play? Where's he going to go? Who's he going to, What's going to happen to Deshaun? Who's he going to get traded to? You know, I so <laughs> of, of all the teams, I, I honestly, I think that he's going to go to Carolina, and, and I and I think that, and, and I and I'm I'm not just going to say Carolina. What I'm also going to say is, it's not going to be a successful trade. Carolina mm-hmm. is getting the worst end of the bargain. I'm not trying to downplay his abilities as a quarterback. But when you go through three quarterbacks and then bring back Cam Newton, or excuse me, two quarterbacks and then bring back Cam Newton and still are unsuccessful, and then you're going to bring in Deshaun Watson thinking that you're going to be successful when that's not where your problem is. Your problem is not at quarterback. It's at other areas of your team, and you're not addressing those situations. You're either in that constant rebuild process or you're in that constant why are we losing process and not addressing why are we losing. So uh, that, but honestly, I think that's the team that he's going to go to. And, and I don't think there's a question. I don't think at all he fits in the, the saints scheme. I don't think that he's going to go Panthers to the Browns. Or saints? Oh, Oh, you're talking about the Saints scheme. Oh, okay. You moved on from the Panthers. Okay. Correct. Correct. So okay, like, I don't, I don't think that like, as far as like other teams, like, I don't think that he, he fits the Saints scheme. Would he would he fit in as far as like would the the fans take him in? Absolutely, but I don't think that he works in that in that uh, program. I don't think that he works in the Cleveland Browns program. I don't think that. I I honestly think that the only team, and and I say the only team because nobody's nobody's even talking about him staying with the, with with the Texans because the Texans haven't haven't got brought anybody in either. So this could be just, just a a ploy, if you will, to, to, 
take the attention off of something else because right. I could honestly see him staying with the Texans as well. He not yeah. happy and right. he wants to go somewhere else, but Hey, we don't want to, we don't want to bring you in because we don't know what you're going to actually bring to the table. And you don't really fit our game plan to be honest. So well, Car- Carolina like- is the only, only one that I can see it fitting. Yeah, Carolina, because they did um, release Cam Newton. I see that portion of it. Um, the NFL does seem to be moving more and more each year towards a mobile quarterback, but the quarterback does need to be able to work in the pocket also and throw, which I think he can do both. Um, he might be another guy because we've been – it's kind of been the um, – Oh, where was uh, the the program today? We're kind of talking about the theme. The theme of the program today is like a new team, a new you know environment, uh, a new motivation. You know, right. go through it. No, you you get remotivated, but you know, having a a, a fresh start. Oh yeah, fresh going start. Fresh, a fresh yep. start and be able to go in there and you know, there's a lot of teams that he can go in there and and kind of make that change. Um. It's, you know, where is he going to go, though? It's crazy. He could go to the Saints for sure. Um, maybe he could go to the Panthers. Um, I don't know. I could see uh, he's definitely um, not going to go to Denver. They just got Wilson, right? So New Orleans could be a fit. They haven't decided what they're going to do with Jameis. Um, the Niners still are uncertain. I mean, they do have the rookie coming in with Jimmy G being injury prone. I mean, what's going to happen? Yeah, where's he going to go? Where can he play? Um, you're right, though. He might be able to stay in Houston as well. I just I just don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun. I, it's up in the air for me. I can't even think of a team that he would just jump right in, fit right in, because even with the Panthers – Christian McCaffrey is even an uncertainty. He's taken up a lot of the cap. He's got a humongous contract. I think the Panthers are even trying to figure out a way they can um, sort of revamp his contract because he's getting huge money. And running backs don't get huge money anymore. They don't depend on one guy anymore. They do a lot of times running back by committee. So um, Tom Brady's coming back to the Bucks. He can't go there. Um, like uh, He doesn't have a whole lot of opportunities um, as far as that goes. So I don't know. I don't know about Deshaun. I don't know what's going to happen. It's good that his legal uh, battles have cleared up, but um, maybe he'll just get released because um, there's other players that have gotten released. We're talking like Bobby Wagner, uh, Jarvis Landry you mentioned earlier, and even Julio Jones. So what do you think about those three guys? Where are they going to go? Where's Bobby going to go? Where's Jarvis Landry going to go? Julio Jones, what do you think about that? Well, we're, we're going to talk about that in, in a minute. But uh, first, we want to take a moment to like the Frills Daily Show on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and listen on Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts. And this has been brought to you by the Brew Crew, Woodsmiths, Cabinetry, and Summit Racing, as well as D.E. Creations, that is David Edward-Creations.com. Check out Joe's website, D.E. Creations.com. He's got some merch, not only for our show, um, but any merch that you need, check it out, D.E. Creations.com. Absolutely. So as far as Bobby Wagner, you know, he's going to be a huge pickup for 
anybody. And I am honestly shocked that nobody has picked him up yet. I, I, I know. What's going on? Is there something physical with him? Like, what are the Raiders doing? What are other teams thinking right now? Why is he not on a team right now? So as far as Bobby Wagner, I, I, I think that there's a situation there where I don't know if it's a contract thing as far as like money, but it and other teams are not able to like provide it because of their cap space and whatnot. But I, I think it, it's amazing to me that he's not able to get signed anywhere or haven't been signed anywhere. And yeah, exactly. What are the Raiders doing? Like what, what what's the situation with that? Uh, because that would be a steal. Yeah. What are any of the teams doing? Why is Wagner not signed somewhere? I, I don't understand how he's not playing. Or is there something physical or what? Cause I know potentially what's going to happen. Is he's going to go to the Broncos, dude? They've been making all oh, kinds boy. of moves. He's been making. They've been making all kinds of moves. They got Russell Wilson, and there was a little bit of rumors saying that Bobby can go join the Broncos. I mean, that's oh man, that would be tough going for the NFC or sorry, the AFC West uh, for and, sure. And the the Jags have been there. making a lot of moves as well, but yeah, yeah that, that's insane. Uh, Jarvis Landry, though, that, that was one of them that I didn't understand. As soon as they, you know, as we talked about earlier, Amari Cooper going to the Browns, uh, it, it, it immediately made me think because Jarvis ha- had posted something saying, you know, I, I'm willing to restructure my contract just so we can play together. And Absolutely. It, it immediately reminded me of, like, how well the first year with him and, and OBJ did. And, and he was probably thinking the same thing. It's like, hey, why not? We could we can compete again. We can we can go toe for toe, and you, you can't double team both of us. So one of us are going to get the catch. You Actually, know? yeah. And, yep, and it gives Mayfield some more weapons, man. Give him another chance. Revamp the offense a little bit. Yeah, I, I thought for sure they were going to find a way to re-sign Jarvis Landry in the Browns uh, in and Cleveland. They, and then they release him. So it's like you know. It, He's another player, maybe not a number one guy, but but for sure a solid like com- competition for number one slash definitely number yeah. two. Yeah. And uh, any team that picks him up, that's that's going to be a, a great pickup. It is, and my concern, I'm so scared because this happens time and time again. What's going to happen with Jarvis Landry? And with Julio Jones, who was just recently released, is one or both of them could go and get signed with the Pats, you know? Right. I feel like that's like a season-ending signing. Like, we sign you for a year, and then your career is over. That, that's my opinion on, on some of the veterans that have signed with the Pats. Especially or not. I mean, they can go there and make a a contract. But yeah, with Mac Jones, he needs a couple of good receivers. Before, it was uh, Brady that can make a receiver. But now, maybe the receiver could make the quarterback, right? So if they've got a couple guys like Jarvis Landry and Julio Jones, maybe Mac Jones would uh, be a great quarterback. But we'll see. We'll see, right? 
You know, you mentioned uh, Julio Jones. I'm just going to point out the fact that uh, I, I had talked to you earlier, and I, I feel like he's a little bit older and, and not really somebody to pick up. Um, then again, it's for, for the Raiders specifically, um, then again, they did pick up Deshaun Jackson last year, uh, and he did fit in, and he did make some plays. He made some bonehead plays, but he there was other key plays that he made. But I want to point out that uh, two things that Josh Jacobs has mentioned over the last two days. One, he had posted, since we were talking about social media earlier, he had yeah, posted sure. the, the wide-eyed uh, emoji and uh, he said uh, Julio Jones and then with the yeah. wide-eyed emoji. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, clearly showing interest in trying to bring him to the Raiders. For sure. Another thing that he had posted is uh, him in the number eight jersey, which also comes back to uh, Mariota, which is number eight. Yeah, Mariota's leaving. And, Correct. And yep. So it, it kind of like, and on top of that, he posts, I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to say that I'm sorry to the Raider Nation, but I will let you guys know soon what's going on. Right, right. And, and I mentioned and, earlier, yeah. You know, it was, it's just a thing to me. That it was just like, okay, you're, you're doing a lot of subtle hints. What's really going on behind the scenes? Who knows? Because the players all know each other. Uh, they've either played together at college or pro or their buddies on the side or they meet at the Pro Bowl, whatever they hang out and stuff like that. And, you know, they have a lot of connections and they talk to each other and stuff. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, there's teams trying to make salary cap space. And so yeah. essentially with the Titans dropping Julio Jones, they're making 12 million in salary cap space. It's crazy though, that they would only sign him for a year and then drop him. So I guess, you know, maybe they didn't think the production was enough to be able to keep him, but mm-hmm. absolutely. He could go to the Raiders and make some waves, especially if Mariota is potentially, I could definitely see Mariota leaving and being a starter somewhere else. He was a starter in the league for many years before he went to the Raiders. Um, also, if there's craziness with the, it seems like the Colts and Raiders are talking on the regular now. And I know you hate it and you hate to hear it, but if Carr is made in some move to go over to the Colts and, uh, and that includes Julio Jones and some other stuff. And either um, Mariota stays with the Raiders and becomes the starter or yeah, so get moved it, somewhere else or something. But Carr could be in that deal as well. Right. And so, oh, not Carr. But uh, <laughs> speaking of the, the Raiders and the Colts, uh, yeah, they, they did. They, they've made a, a trade and the full details aren't out yet. And they did. Uh, they did get uh, Chandler, Chandler Jones as an edge rusher and right. replacing Ngakwe, which is in a trade to the, the Colts in a deal that gained them uh, cornerback Rockison. I, I never yes, yes, really, yeah. yeah, I've never really heard much of him last year, but apparently he was pretty solid. Um, and, you know, they there's more to that trade also that uh, hasn't come out yet. And, and it very well could be something with Mariota. But if, if that was the case, 
I think that there would be a lot more draft picks involved. In other words, like they're giving them the player for the player, but also if you're also gaining Mariota, then we're also gaining multiple draft picks. Absolutely. Cause I, you know, the Colts still need a starting quarterback, but. Uh, mentioning Jones, man, the the Raiders definitely needed that edge rusher since they got rid of one. Right. Um, so they signed Chandler to three years, $51 million, which is a pretty fat deal. But he and Max Crosby, man, they will make some noise together. And I think that Jones is – he's had 10 or more sacks like every single season. Um, he has played when he's played a full season. Uh, and as far as Yassine from the Colts, Yasin or Yasin, what is it? Is it figures? He's going to be one of the outside corners this season for the Raiders. But that's kind of still up in the air because I think he's going to have to compete with, uh, what, Trayvon Mullen? No, he's going to he's gonna compete with the another signing that they got uh, from the Ravens, Anthony Everett. So I, I think that they're going to be competing with each other for the starting gig and then – you know, uh, shuffling in and out as well. So like one of them will start and then the other one will fill in to, to keep each other healthy, essentially. Yeah. To, to have some depth at the corner and at the secondary. Cause I, I could see that man, but cause I was thinking more so if they didn't make another signing that the Raiders might be signing other pats, because now that Josh McDaniels is in there, I could see him trying to get like cornerback JC Jackson, um, who is, Playing with the Panthers now, but he used to be at the Pats. Um, and well, Trayvon Mullen, unless I mean, I mean, we could well, see what happens with that. From 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 the Pats, they they did get another corner uh, in Darius Phillips, but oh, okay. I think that Darius Phillips, be, uh, based off of his experience with with his entire career in the NFL, he's going to be more. I, I think special teams. Uh, he's Good with that. Um, I, I don't see him competing with with Everett or or Yassin or Yassin or, or however that's pronounced. And, and I apologize for butchering that, but uh, w- whichever one of those two. Uh, but he definitely is going to improve on the special teams. And you know, we were talking about uh, the edge rusher earlier. Uh, they also have signed, and I think it's a huge deal. Uh, defensive tackle Belil. Nichols from the Bears, a great pickup. I think that Absolutely. he's going to be a beast and and add even more pressure. And, you know, with Chandler, Chandler Jones, with Nichols and and Crosby, it, it, I think it's going to not just put pressure on the quarterback for passing game, but it's also going to be even more in-depth for the running game as well. So – it even takes away a little bit of pressure from the linebackers to, to hone in on, on that running game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with the running game, Josh McDaniels is uh, adding other Pats players, Jacob Johnson fullback. And then also earlier in the week, uh, running back Brandon Bolden, um, both of played with the past before and hopefully these additions from the past and Josh is bringing in is kind of good uh, help with the playbook and especially on the offensive side of things and 
and hopefully add to the winning culture and keep that going, keep that momentum going of the winning culture with the Raiders uh, that Josh brings from the Pats and help bring others along really with Josh's playbook on the offense. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. As well as. uh, So uh, I was going to say, so since you brought up uh, the fullback, Jacob Johnson, you know, I think that uh, because they got rid of Ingold, which was the, the, the team, captain uh he you know they needed to bring him in and they're he is familiar with the pat system you know with ziegler and mcdaniels and and the playbook and probably the the different schemes that they're going to run and he's probably going to be utilized more so in like blocking and and in the passing game i mean he had uh you know decent rushing yards but i mean he's a fullback so it's not like he's going to have you know over a thousand yards rushing but with, with passing he had just last year, he had over 400 yards uh, on the passing game. So that that's that's something that, you know, he's going to be utilized as that, hey, we can't make a play right now. I can block for you to try to make a play. And if you can't see that, I can I can break off of that block and then make a play, get a pass and go 15, 20 yards for either a first down or a touchdown kind of deal. And, you know, I, I think that, same thing you know it's just adding to the running back because they already have josh jacobs which is obviously going to be their primary running back so anybody behind him is just either making up time or or helping establish that run game so it's not like every single play you know josh jacobs was in they're going to run the ball so it kind of distracts them from that as well and they're in depth so they have like a tandem of two uh, fullback and running backs um, and they can also help them all learn Josh's playbook um, yeah. in addition to I was uh, surprised because we were talking earlier in the week like what are the Raiders doing man they're not making any moves all of a sudden they've make it, made a bunch in the last couple of days mm-hmm. he also signed Matt Collins from the Dolphins wide receiver he hasn't played a lot I mean like like not an established starter but he's more just adding depth to the wide receiver position um, he hasn't been a full-time starter at all but he, he has had some significant playing time and he also plays some special teams so the Raiders are starting to make some moves start definitely starting to make some moves but yeah and, think- and real quick I'll touch on on Mac Hollins uh, he, I, I think he's a work in progress I mean he only started five out of the 38 games in, in two years with Miami and averaged you know, last year he averaged about what was it 15 yards per catch on on 14 receptions. So I mean, he 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 is definitely somebody that can can work in time and in a, in a uh, again lack for better words, but like cheap pickup. Uh, and and maybe he doesn't even doesn't even play that much. Maybe he's just is filling a slot for the Raiders. But you know, with that being said. It's time to wrap this up, and I hope you all enjoy the show and continue to listen each week. Like the Frills Daily Show on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and listen and share on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And hopefully, sooner than later, we're going to be on iHeartRadio and Pandora as well. So make sure that you guys are commenting, liking, sharing, doing everything that you can to support us. And we will cover any information that you guys would like. With that said, Frills Daily and Sean F. Smith out. Deuces. Peace.